And now, a couple of guys who don't give a rat's ass about the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. They are wonderful podcasters. The Birds All Day podcast is, is a great thing. Um, let's bring them up to do a live edition right in front of you. Andrew Stoughton and Drew Fairservice. If there's one thing the camera loves, it's an empty chair. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Drew. This is Andrew. Howdy, everybody. Stoughton, how are you? I'm not unwell. Old reliable. We made it. That's right. Uh, about the highway today. Uh, I feel like we're real interlopers here. I don't... Absolutely. Uh, we <laughs> host the Birds All Day podcast, if you're not familiar. Uh, we're going to do a live version of it today. But not before I talk to you about our friends at Bell. I think it's important that we have equal time. So your friends at Bell Canada are doing terrific things in the media sphere. Uh, uh, no, one, one actually mentioned, Mike went on about the, the Canadian Hall of Fame, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Hopefully one day, Ashley Stevenson, who we saw her up on the stage earlier today, will be in that Canadian Hall of Fame. I think if anybody deserves to, it's her. I've pandered enough for one day, though. Let me tell you. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. So... <clears throat> This week is American Thanksgiving. And what do people like to do on American Thanksgiving, Stoughton? Uh, gluttony. They like to shop. Oh, is shop, what too. That's yeah. I'm getting at. Okay. So what you they and like I are going to do, gonna do uh, if you're not familiar with the Birds All Day podcast, we talk about your Toronto Blue Jays as often as we can. So we're going to do some shopping for your Toronto Blue Jays. The winter meetings are coming up. Uh, new not at all the general manager, Mark Shapiro. He's uh, totally not the general not manager. Not even a little bit the general manager. He has a list. So we're going to kind of go over that list. We're going to do some shopping. We're going to think about what would be our, like, our ideal fits, maybe like pie-in-the-sky, implausible dream, uh, and what will be the crushing reality? What will be the bulk socks for the Blue Jays' <laughs> roster holes? We're still going to focus on the crushing reality, aren't we? We can dream. Hey, listen, listen. This is a David this Price is coming. That's what we heard today, right? Can you not skip ahead? <laughs> of all the things I ask you to do, <laughs> look, this is a new reality. The Toronto Blue Jays are flush with cash. They have a new super smart guy who came here to spend all big piles of money. So we're going to shop. I sense some sarcasm there about the super smart guy spending piles of money. If there's one thing a guy likes to tell his new boss, it's, hey, I'm going to cost you a whole shitload of money. <laughs> That's what you brought me here for, right? To spend all of your money. So, yeah, crushing a worst-case scenario. So we're going to start in the bullpen. Call me crazy. I think the Blue Jays could use a bit of work in the bullpen. Yeah. So tell me, what is your pie in the sky? The Blue Jays, we're going to go throw some money around or throw some players around. Who, in your mind, would end up in the Blue Jays' bullpen? Well, if there's th- the guy to throw money at is Darren O'Day, but fuck him, obviously, right? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, has, has a right fielder ever draw, <laughs> run straight into the bullpen at, um, during the home opener to start a fight? Aroldis uh, Chapman looks like a nice uh, guy that the Jays could never <laughs> afford a package to acquire. I've heard good things about this yeah, guy. Yeah, he seems like he might be okay. Uh, so, no, maybe not necessarily as a human being, but uh, pitching wise. He's a baseball player. Come on. Mm, like, we're point. using a sliding scale here. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, a couple names. So, Aroldis Chapman, of course, I think we would all agree uh, he would look terrific. 
uh, as a Blue Jay. That's going to cost a pretty penny. The package that the Red Sox gave up to get Craig Kimbrell, who is uh, also very good, uh, plays for the Red Sox now. Like, honest, I know it's November, but, like, that's ridiculous. This is not a – they're a problem. Let's be honest. The Red Sox are a problem. So to counter that problem, did, did, why did they get rid of Hanley and uh, Sandoval already? You can throw good money after bad all day long. I feel like we're right doing like, are we we're doing a routine here? We're, we're like doing Laurel and Hardy. I don't know what's stick? going on up here. Uh, this it's the seat. It's the proximity. It's very weird. It's the it's the impulse to play to the uh, the people who uh, are here oh, well, on a Monday night in the snow. What the fuck? Heroes, heroes. <laughs> Now let's let's crush all your dreams. Uh, Roll the Chapman is not going to happen. That's, there's too much package for the uh, prospect capital spending adverse uh, regime in charge of the Toronto well, Blue Jays. It's easy to be adverse, but first when you don't have much left, of the, you know they have enough left. I think it's a little overblown that they blew up the entire farm system. But I, yes, uh, they probably don't want to start giving away what the, whatever the hell's left. There are a couple names from the Washington Nationals. They're looking to rebuild their bullpen because it's full of scumbags and, and ne'er do wells. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon is still a good pitcher, despite being among the worst people. How about the other guy? The, the, the other guy sounds better to me. Well, don't, could you just answer the question? He's a scumbag, yes. Just, or what's, what, what's the question? But maybe you can pay like the scumbag price and then have another really nice reliever in the bullpen. Oh, t- t- TLC don't want no scrubs, man. I don't. No. Sorry. Uh, you didn't you know, even make it like <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, no, Pap, you don't. You, really, that, you, like, don't you had really that like queued up, ready to go the I whole time. Didn't. Okay, uh, Drew uh, Storin is another guy. We'll move on from Papelbon. Obviously, the Papelbon comes with the pluses and minuses. Uh, there's a lot of. There were some whispers and rumbles that uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays great Roy Halladay uh, suggested that maybe do not go anywhere near uh, Jonathan Papelbon to the Blue Jays this past year. Uh, somebody did whisper that to me. Did they? Uh, they yeah. Some, the, Was the it guy? Roy Halladay? Do you have his phone? No, sadly, no. Uh, <laughs> that, the, the restraining order is no. I like that. It's not. It's not you and Mike Trout. <laughs> Listen, what happens between me and the government of California <laughs> is between me and them. I think the best part about the Jonathan Papelbon thing is we saw the worst case scenario. What could happen? A, the team melted down. B, he choked the best player in the National League. <laughs> Never been a better time to I just, buy. I thought you meant the worst case scenario of a human being, but yeah, no, that also works. Yeah, Drew Storen uh, is not nearly as good. But he could be a guy that would come to the Blue Jays potentially and just like be a decent pitcher. Yeah, that's cool. I give him extra points. His, his name's kind of similar to mine. So, restoring. Yeah, change a few letters around. I like that we. Uh, this is a sliding this is scale I, all over this, the place. Yeah. What you don't you don't feel my analysis is crisp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am very very welcome to the idea of a guy like True Storin coming in again. Another buy low candidate because of all the terrible pitching, but he does have upside and. Uh, the price and do they not kind of have to get rid of him? Is that not a thing where they brought they seem, in they the, the scumbag to take his job and piss him all off? They seem determined to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, free agent-wise, there's not a lot. Again, you mentioned Darren O'Day. He was going to come with a pretty hefty yeah. price tag. Yeah. I guess the other question is, do you need to shop for a bullpen piece if you are the Toronto Blue Jays in terms of in, the, in, the, in Macy's? Like, are you, you spending real money or real prospects to fix your bullpen, or are you going to go around do some dumpster diving? I'm a big fan of dumpster diving. I don't. I don't care for the term because I think it. I think it. You know, undermines how successful you know the Jays have been and lots to. You know, that's how you build a bullpen a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'd probably do that. But it, it's weird. I. It's it's hard to to sort of gauge what they want to do in terms of like what's Roberto Osuna going to be, what's Aaron Sanchez going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have those guys at the back of your bullpen, uh, 
then maybe you don't need to go and get you know an Andrew Miller, get an Earl Chapman. You're not getting those guys anyway. Get a Jake Even McGee. get like a Brad Boxberger or whatever. Uh, you, but do you want those guys to be in your bullpen? I'm going to say one more thing that we're going to move ideal. on. My idea about the bullpen, the concern is, is that everybody is diving in the same dumpsters. Everybody is after the same pizza box cheese because they see the Royals. They see how important it is to have a really big bullpen. So there will be no discounts. So if, you're, if that's an area of your team that you really want to improve, get out there and do it. Don't wait. Don't hope that you're going to get a nice discount on, on you know, whoa, whoa, this guy manages to throw 99. Who knew? Get out there and get a good pitcher. Make the bullpen better if that's what you think. It gives you the option to try to start Osuna and Sanchez, as I've been saying, if you're familiar with our show, uh, over and over and over. Let them start until they prove they cannot. Uh, Sanchez is well on his way to doing that. But, uh, <laughs> but if you want to make, be- make the bullpen better, get out there and do it. Uh, the next step is the starters. Uh, maybe you need a starter. Maybe you need two starters. Of course, the Blue Jays took a big step by acquiring Jesse Chavez. Big. Big step. Huge step. Why have one fifth starter when you can have three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. He'll, he'll log some innings in some sort of role. I'm okay with this. Is there a danger of maybe Marco Estrada setting the bar too high, as in everyone thinks that the Blue Jays are now going to be fifth starter whisperers and turn them into yeah. like... Or thinks that Marco Estrada is going to be Marco Estrada again? Yeah, that's probably a problem too. I don't think there's any problem with bringing in somebody who you can count on, not even for the performance, uh, for the innings. Uh, as, I, as you may know, the Blue Jays have a good offense. So if somebody who can take the ball 32 times and five and dive all 32 of those times, I'm good with. You're pro Giovanni Gallardo. Well, there's a limit. Okay. There's a line. <laughs> and Giovanni Gallardo crossed it. He's trash. But I would like somebody similar. I have no problem with bringing in somebody who I know. Not know. You don't know. They're a pitcher. But somebody who's done it. Someone who's thrown 200 innings a couple times. Someone who doesn't have uh, question marks about their ability to hold up over the long grind of the season. You know, the, the, there's an interesting model of how to be successful with a, a group of starters that aren't really, you know, super sexy, and that is, I think, the 2015 Toronto Blue Jays, who, who, you know, not that the first, you know, four months of the season were great by any means. They're 50 and 51, <laughs> and at, you know, at the trade deadline, uh, but they floated along with some guys who were not super great. Stroman out, you know. Uh, Stroman comes back. David Price comes in. You know, at the trade deadline, oh, they address this problem. Okay. Uh, it, it's uh, it's not, I think, unrealistic. I don't think it's crazy to not necessarily get the best starters to see see what you got. I think they could really have something in Osuna and Sanchez. I don't know if they're going to try that. Uh, but to not get swayed by you know the allure of an ace and having to get a guy who's going to be a front of the rotation guy i think you can have a pretty solid rotation you're gonna have the best lineup in baseball because they're fucking amazing uh you should win a lot of games that way and maybe maybe this isn't the time to to go into the market and try to build your rotation maybe at the deadline that's something you want to think about and yet there's david price (laughs) yeah he's still a free agent there was lots of chatter out of chicago of all places today that the blue jays are the front runners for David Price because, well, Toronto and Kitchener, of course, are awesome. And he wants to come back and play. Uh, I, kn- I knew the pandering would continue. Well, I, the alternative is me <laughs> doing the opposite. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah, us getting thrown out of here. Yeah. So, I love Kitchener. David Price, are you willing to entertain the fact that of, of giving somebody, you know, in upwards of 20% of the team's payroll because he's really that good? I'll entertain it, sure. Is it a good use of the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays' dollars? 
It depends on how many dollars there are and how many dollars there are going forward. How many dollars there are going to be to sign Jose Batista to an extension or Edwin Encarnacion to an extension. Uh, I don't know if it is. They don't seem to... The dollars don't ever quite seem to match up with what you think Rogers would be able to uh, to accommodate in terms of an MLB payroll. It's because they spend all their money in the fucking magazine. No wonder they can't. <laughs> uh, I just want to take a quick break and talk about our friends at TELUS. Uh, look, there's no better hack than signing David Price long-term. Uh, it may end in tears, but if... If you're able to kind of jump the queue and stop humming and hawing and like, oh, are we going to get 30 starts out of Jesse Chavitz? Like, we're going to get 32 at a David goddamn price, and I'm more than happy to let them spend that money on that in that itself. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. He's fucking awesome. Oh, well, can't get it done in the playoffs, though. <laughs> All we're doing now is doing, like, we're doing his agent's heavy lifting here for him. As <laughs> the Cubs are I just I think that's like, what the guy in Chicago with okay. today was doing. Okay. Anybody else? There's been some names. Carlos Carrasco, I think you and I talked about last week on Birds All Day, available in the iTunes store and uh, on podcasts everywhere. Uh, Tyson Ross is another guy that the Padres seem desperate to trade because they're a disaster. <laughs> Our, yeah. The Blue Jays don't have the same kind of prospect capital they had a year ago at this time. How many people in this room, for example, if I could continue the pandering theme, are happy with trading away maybe one or two of the top five prospects for a guy like Tyson Ross? Anybody? Anybody who's good? One guy back there. Everybody else? No. <laughs> they are hugging their prospects like they contain the antidote. I don't know. Tyson, Tyson Ross isn't great. No, he's not great. He's really not. Carlos Carrasco is good. Tyson Ross is Well, because everybody so. who's like, looks at who owns the damn team and is like, just spend some money. There's a ton of pitchers on the free agent market right now. I don't know if they want to give up that draft pick, though, to go get themselves way in Chen. Nor should they. Probably not. Wayne Chen is, uh, I think Dave Cameron on Fangraphs had a story, uh, wrote about free agent bargains, suggesting that Wayne Chen is definitely like a poor man's Jordan Zimmerman, uh, who the Jays have been connected with by uh, speculators. Uh, which I see, the difference for me is like spending for price is yes, spending for like a Zimmerman or a down, like a non Granky price guy, cool on that. I don't know how you feel. I, yeah, get Zimmerman. I don't care. Go for it. Whatever. Are you gonna? Are you gonna drop? But it's not my money on. No, I, was, right I was very close to doing that. I was very close to. Doing Speaking that. of it's not my money, if we're really out here spending money, uh, we need to look about upgrades. Uh, the Blue Jays have a very formidable lineup. They're set at third base uh, with Josh Johnson. They're set at first base. Wants to be here for the rest of his career. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, they're <laughs> what set at, they're, they're going to pay him in arbitration? Let yeah, me, let me make my joke too. and we can move on. Please. They're do. set at first base with Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Oh, there you go. What the fuck was that? Do we let, let's let's move on? Uh, so stupid. They've got a whole whack of DHs. There aren't too many <laughs> opportunities to upgrade the roster for 2016. Uh, realistically speaking, left field might be a place where they can upgrade. They got Ben Revere coming in a little pricey. They got Michael Saunders coming in a little made of glass. A little Michael Saunders. Yeah. There's a whole lot of Michael Saunders. Are you willing to entertain upgrades in the left field if it's going to cost you A players or B money? No, I don't think so. No. Upgrades in left field? Fuck that. Uh, is Chris Davis coming? He's playing left field now. Yeah, put him in, put him in left field. Justin Upton? Whatever. No. If, if, if David Price won't take your money, you're going to give it to Upton? No, I don't think so. Because if you can afford to be underwhelmed at $20 million <laughs> a year, you've got to rush out and you've got to do that. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's probably the case. No, they got a surplus in the outfield. That's that's where you want to look to trade for some of these uh, these Tyson Rosses of the world. Uh, Jay Bruce said no to the Blue Jays. He put them on the no trade list. That yeah. just means he wants to make a little. I think it just means he doesn't understand that the taxes are not as bad here as. as, as but it's also got the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's not like he's afraid of television lights. I mean, he's just like yeah. he wants to get well, paid. No, but the, you, th- you you think that was what that list was all about? The Yankees and the Red Sox are clearly the ones who he wants a little extra coin from, and then it's all the bad teams. Yeah, that's true. The Rays, Marlins, Marlins, Jays, A's. Sadly, I, I, sadly, we are lumped in that group with still, I think, in the mindset of a lot of a lot of players, a lot of agents. Uh, it's stupid. It's a great place. Everybody knows this. We're pandering here, but yeah, figure it out. How about local sports team? Uh, I think <laughs> that it's interesting that I'm looking to upgrade left field when it, a lot of the chatter suggests that the Jays are looking to move out maybe not an excess outfielder, but an outfielder with value that could net a nice return, yeah. be it Kevin Pillar, be it Dalton Pompey. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. There's no way that Dalton Pompey and, and Kevin Pillar are on the same team in 2016 and Pillar is not the starter. Yeah, I think that's absolutely... Pillar has earned it, yes. He has earned yeah, a shot absolutely. to show... He was, he was tremendous. Five-win player. I, I really think Five it's important for everyone to get for like real. a nice physical manifestation of what regression looks like. <laughs> like, like, this is what it looks like. It has a beard. It looks cool in a tie. <laughs> Anything else? Any other spots in the diamond? Oh, what about manager? Are we going to upgrade the manager? No, we're not going to do that. You know why? Because they cannot. There is no He's got it. He's got going it. up. He's got it. Uh, in, in closing, <laughs> in closing, this time last year, Josh Donaldson was almost a Blue Jay. Russell Martin was definitely a Blue Jay. Are there going to be any surprises? Pointless question with no real answer. <laughs> sure, yeah, hey! absolutely. Uh, so that's what it. <laughs> We're going to go on a high note. We're going to take some questions. If anybody has a question, Matt, your boy Matt, is out there with a, with a wireless microphone that may or may not have batteries. Uh, throw your hand in the air. We can also yell because it's, like, really not that far. Yeah. Check, check, check. Hey, here we go. So, anything else about the Blue Jays that's interesting right now? Just, so, I mean, we kind of glossed over. Oh, sorry. There's a question over here. Okay. Yeah, here so, are you guys saying you'd want to move Revere? Yes, oh, I yeah. am. I'm saying move him if there's a value on it. I'm unhappily oh, moving yeah. on from Revere. Big time. Yeah. $7 million for Ben Revere? Yeah. No, not a big time. Well, who goes in his place? That's where we are upgrade. That's Justin Upton. <laughs> no, no. I, I think Dalton, Dalton Pompey can take that I think place. Revere's a hell of a ball player, and I don't think we've seen the best of him. I okay, that's. I think I think I we did. Say, I think literally the like couple months after the trade, we did see the best. I player. think that we did in fact see the very best of Ben Revere. We saw like peak Ben Revere. We saw you know like season two of the leftovers Ben Revere. Like it's never getting better <laughs> than what we saw from Ben Revere. Everything worked. He was a really nice fit for the lineup. Perfect. And I yeah. like the skills that he brought. But I also it I felt like especially against the good pitching in the playoffs, he was exposed as someone who was unable to steal first base. 
300, 300, 300. I'm going to pass on 300, 300. Yeah, what's, like, what was 300 the on base? What was the on base? Yeah. I, I, that's me. That's me. I, and again, defense, he made some really nice plays. That, the catch was at game six. No one's ever going to forget that. But no, was, uh, he was a great. He was a great fit. Now we're arguing. Now we're getting argued with. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Give the guy a microphone. Hello. Yeah. Ben Revere led the National League in hitting. Doesn't matter. Or hits in 2014. He stole 49 bases. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He, he hit three, tell- tw- 318 for the Jays. He's going to steal 30 to 50 bases. He's a decent left fielder. He's very nice a very field. good arm. If uh, you get rid of him, Michael Saunders is a 230 career hitter who's had. I wrote this down. He sure did. Oh, I'm not. He's had a hyperextended knee, a shoulder impingement, a torn oblique, a viral infection, and this year. Oh, I don't want. I don't want. He's had a torn meniscus. So there's your left fielder, a 230 hitter who hit. He strikes out Rasmus like ratio. So I, I'm a do I want Pompeii. him? How who the hell about... is going to lead off if you don't have Revere? How do you feel about Dalton Pompey? I'm pretty sure I really that liked Tulo as a leadoff hitter. We too. just got owned on this stage. <laughs> like, are we? Can we, Matt? Can we get some little like, like chalk uh, outlines? Tomb, tombstones, yeah. chalk outlines. Uh, here's the thing about Ben Revere. He did in fact lead the National League in hits because he got more at bats than just about anybody. He's not going to get those kind of stolen base numbers as a member of the Blue Jays because if you want him running in front of Josh Donaldson and Jose Bautista at Edwin Encarnacion, you're crazy. I'd rather let him stand there and watch as the ball lands in the second deck, and then he runs around and gives a big high five when he gets the home plate. He is a left fielder. No one's going to argue that. He, again, he made a terrific catch. He, he is really good at outrunning the innumerable mistakes that he makes in the outfield. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a matter of value, and I don't think he delivers a great deal of value at the cost that he's going to come to for the Blue Jays relative to the greater payroll picture, if there is an upgrade, spe- upgrade, sorry, somebody at a maybe a little bit of a lower price point who's going to offer the same kind of production in a different shape, be it extra base hits or not outs from time to time, all for that. But if the Jays go into Ben Revere, go into the season with Ben Revere as their starting left fielder, I don't think that I would complain yeah. other than just like making shitty comments to Mike Wilner when he posts a lineup like, why is Revere leading off? <laughs> Uh, Troy Tulewski will lead off, and he will fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, we got another question. So you, you mentioned Pilar perhaps being one of the guys who gets traded from the from the outfield surplus, and I think that we may have seen the best of Kevin Pilar too, like you're saying with uh, with Ben Revere. It's allowed. They're allowed to have career years. If Kevin Pilar's in 2015, he had a fucking great year. Would you be comfortable with Dalton Pompey being essentially the only center fielder on the roster? But Zeke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Ezekiel Carrera, finish. excuse me. Before we ruin his question, with Ezekiel Carrera's name. <laughs> please, please, continue. You, re- you really did wreck this. Uh, what about if, if Dalton Pompey was the only center field on the roster? Does that kind of leave them exposed a little bit if Pompey struggles like he did to hit at the start of last season and, and he, he struggled a little bit in the field as well? Absolutely. It absolutely does. And that is the risk of trading a guy like Pilar at what we perceive to be his peak value. Whether or not that's reality, there could be a million evaluators around the league who look at him and be like, this guy is an everyday major leaguer for 25 to 30 teams in the big leagues because he puts the bat on the ball sometimes. And, he's, and he turned himself. Uh, Stoughton made this point in our, po- our last podcast. It might have been two weeks ago. Around the league, they see a guy who worked 
his ass off to become an everyday center fielder for a playoff team. And that's nothing to sneeze at. Again, we're talking about the opportunity to upgrade, not trading a guy for the sake of doing it. And if Kevin Pillar is a center fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays and, and, and Ben Revere is in left field for the Toronto Blue Jays on opening day in 2016, you got a really nice outfield. But there are opportunities to use what those guys are offering in terms of their value, in terms of their production, to upgrade other parts of the roster that may look like Jesse Chavez and, and Drew Hutchinson, your number four and five starters. you gotta make, you got to give to get sort of thing. So it is a risk of going into the season with Pompey as your only legit center fielder. Not that there aren't other options of guys who can be a good fourth outfielder, a Chris Young type, although Chris Young isn't coming here, but a guy like that that, that is a big leaguer and isn't a starter, but he can do a lot of things that you need. Uh, I'm willing to take that risk if it comes at the cost of, or at, at the opportunity to, op, to cover up another hole in the roster. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and we apologize for just stepping all over, all over your question. That's on me. Okay. And don't, uh, please, Ezekiel Carrera, no. I at least didn't say Anthony Alford, so. Give, him, give the man time. <laughs> he, he didn't even slug 400 at double A. Like, let's be real for a second. He'll get there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Matt, where are <laughs> you? Yeah, uh, back here. That doesn't do anything for me. Hello. Uh, uh, just <laughs> someone's going to talk, and I'm going to listen. All right. Uh, so speaking of baseless, uh, baseless speculation, what do you think of Yohan Cespedes and what he's going to cost as a possible left field upgrade? He's going to cost an awful lot. The, uh, he's kind of bad. He is kind of bad. Uh, I am, I am very happy. If, especially if I'm the Mets, I'm very happy to be overwhelmed by the offer that Yohan Cespedes gets from whoever is willing to pay him. Because I am not personally someone who's eager to be in the UNSS, but as business. Uh, I'd rather have Upton at that price point, even though Upton probably isn't as good uh, and is maybe more likely to get hurt. He's a little bit younger, and he's just a, he's a guy that I have a bit more faith in maintaining a nice level of production as opposed to Cespedes, who was, has been pretty up and down. In his a nice, career. underwhelming level of production from Justin. Just Arthur. because he's not Mike Trout doesn't mean he's not valuable. I mean, not, yeah, maybe not $18 million a year valuable, yeah. but, you know, the economics are what they are. The invisible no, hand I, of I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about the, the Jays. I know that the, like Dalton Pompey, if they, if they shed somebody, that's going to be a risk to have him sort of out there. And everybody was weird about what he did at the start of last year. And, 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 you know, the feeling didn't look good. The hitting obviously wasn't good. He came back and was you know, great when he went back down to the minors and worked his way back up. Uh, at some point, you've got to give him a chance, I think. And... Uh, I don't know. It, like like Drew says, if the, if if the opportunity cost of filling another hole on the roster, like where Drew Hutchison is supposed to be pitching, uh, is uh, a Kevin Pillar or a Dalton Pompey, then giddy up. Let's let's get some starters here too. Matt, we got another question. Don't uh, maybe spend money. Also, is another. Before thing. we take the next question, I want to send a thanks to our friends at Chatter Wireless. <laughs> totally a real company. Hey guys, uh, love the podcast. Uh, who scares you in the American League next year, just right now? Oh, my God, the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> I, like, wake up in cold sweats. Even in September, when the Jays were, like, well on their way to clinching the division, I, over and over on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, at Drew Groff, uh, like, they were going to ruin everything. They are, oh, they make, they, they make me crazy. They're going to do something stupid this year and, like, throw a bunch of money at somebody who's going to make that team so much better. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. looked like the guy that they thought he was going to be. Mookie Betts is like so legit. Uh, all the way around the diamond, yeah. it's going to be ag- like, oh, they're going to make me crazy. The Yankees are going to be bullshit. 
The Yankees are re- are re- they, they're like if they were any other team, you'd be like, "Wow, these guys are rebuilding and they're doing it in a serious way." But they're the Yankees, and they pay Marcus Scherer and Alex Rodriguez like sixty million dollars between the two of them. But they're going to be terrible. The Red Sox are going to be so good. I think the Yankees will be fine. They'll be the Yankees. Yeah. Garbage. I said that Garbage. last. Like I said that last year. I got to. I got to change. Every year it up. I've said that, but it's yeah, I know, but it on never happens. It never happens for a reason. Yeah, I know. Boston is terrifying. Uh, for exactly the reasons you said. I don't know. Who else? Do, do, I'm do, at one do point, like anybody else? At one point, before I die, I'm going to have to acknowledge the fact that the Kansas City Royals won the last two American League pennants. Uh, I don't want to. I don't like it. But here we are. They won 95 games. They won the World Series. They went to Game 7 of the World Series year before. Uh, I hope they all burn in a horrible fire. <laughs> but God damn it. If they, don't, if they would just stop winning games, it would be so much easier trash, for everyone. Trash, 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 trash. Uh, I don't know how much time we got left. We'll do another one. Yep. So uh, we just got the news uh, a few days ago that Devin Travis got hurt again or whatever. He's getting stuff done on his shoulder. Uh, just a couple two-part question on Ryan Goins. Uh, part number one, do you are you okay with him as a starting second baseman because of his defense? And part number two, do you think that uh, he his like step forward that he took in the second half of last year is that he can build on that or is he – going to regress back to kind of the hitter he was before i i hope he can build on that you know I've, I've kind of been down on ryan goins a lot because people are always trying to you know do stupid things like move troy Tulitsky to first base to accommodate him uh no i i hope so i mean i i always you always like it when uh a physical change leads to a change in like the numbers and you know you saw him walking more he was he changed his stance and you hope that that's something that he can really uh, continue to deliver on and continue to be a real thing. I'm fine with him starting the year at second base. Yeah, I, I don't know about moving Troy Tulowitzki to first base for him. But yeah, I think he, I think he deserves it. I think he was a, an important player for the Jays this year and totally deserves it. I think uh, I would agree. I think that basing, moving forward, basing too much on the second half or single half performance of any given player is a really recipe for heartbreak. Uh, at the same time, as Stoughton said, he made there was a physical difference and there was a, an observable difference in the way he approached his plate appearances. I, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, and we're all friends here, I think if he was like, a, like an wow. eighth-place hitter <laughs> in a National League team, he would be great. He would get all those free walks. He would play dynamite second base. I think that uh, he is not the most balanced player in terms of because so much of his value comes from defense. There's not a lot of opportunity for him to be a great hitter. He showed, I mean, he hit walk-off home run, ran into a few fastballs, drew some walks. If that's who he can be, uh, and I, something that I'm always going on and on about is like the, the idea of a guy who, in the NBA, you see guys who are three and D guys, guys who hit three pointers and they play really good lockdown defense on the wing. I love that idea of a guy like that on this team, especially a guy who plays defense every so often, run into a home run, draw a walk. If he can do that, that's great. If Devin Travis has a potential probably to be a much better player in the long run, but if he's on the field, health is a skill. Let there be no doubt. So if Ryan Gones is out there on this team, I'm. 100% cool with it. And uh, to bring to bring that back to some of the to pander a little bit like, to what we were saying before about Ben Revere, I think he's kind of a really similar guy who was a great great fit on this team. Even though sort of in the abstract, if you look at Ben Revere as a left fielder, he maybe doesn't hit quite enough to be uh, a guy that you think of as a left fielder. He doesn't play good enough defense to be a center fielder. But on this team with this lineup, you know, when you have Troy Tulowitzki at shortstop, you don't have a light hitting shortstop. You can afford somewhere else on the diamond to have somebody who brings 
skills in another shape, as Drew said. Uh, and that's why I think Revere was such a great fit down the stretch for the Blue Jays. Uh, and I think Goins is kind of the same animal, where these are guys where it's easy, and Kevin Pillar a little bit too, where it's easy to look at these guys, uh, look at what they do at the plate, and, and kind of feel like they're not you know, good enough to be big league hitters at the plate. Uh, or, or, you know, are kind of fringy guys, but they just do so much with the glove, especially, you know, Revere, he's fast enough in left field that it's, that it's fine, uh, that, that they're really valuable guys for this team. And, and, and like, we've, like Drew said about Revere and like you said about Pilar, if Goins as well, if those three guys are in the starting lineup on opening day, I think that's totally fine too. Absolutely. Okay, uh, one more. We got time for one more? Or is one there one more, more question right back here? All right, here we go. Last one. So do we, uh, do we lock up Donaldson, or do we wait? We go year to year with him, I think, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Josh he's Don- going to be he's 34 when, he, like, when he, has, he hits free agency? He said, uh, Josh Donaldson said, I believe today, that I would love to be in Toronto for the rest of my career. Uh, he's got so much control left that he might actually be in Toronto for the rest of his career before he gets to free agency. I don't think there's any rush. If I'm Josh Donaldson's agent, I'm not in any hurry to give anybody any kind of discount on my arbitration years. He just won the MVP in his first year of arbitration. He's got three years left. He's going to be making like $25 million by the time he gets to his sixth final year of of arbitration. And he'll still be a bargain. That's the thing, too. A bargain at twice the price, in fact. (laughs) But yeah, no. I mean, it's going to be so expensive to lock him up, and it's going to be for his age, like 34, 35, 36 seasons. It's unfortunate. Such a, a likable player. Great player, American League most valuable player, best player in the American League this year, uh, whose name is not Mike Trout. And, and, and he, uh, everything that he gives the Blue Jays for the rest of, the, uh, rest of his time there is going to be, if you want to look at it in terms of like marginal surplus value, the Blue Jays are making just house money in terms of whatever they pay Donaldson. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I'm in a real rush to sign him up for his late 30s when he's moving over to first base or uh, DH or Maybe after diving into the stands headlong like a fucking lunatic, maybe he starts to get hurt sometimes. Maybe, maybe, maybe he gets arrested for child murder, yeah. That poor kid, oh my God. <laughs> that poor, poor kid. Uh, so I want to say thank you to everybody who braved this, what I assume to be traditional Kitchener November weather, but uh, made me want to turn around and go home and cry. But uh, thanks, everyone, for coming out. Uh, thank you to Kevin and Pitch Talks. Uh, for having us, to Ashley and Mike and Arden for preceding us. Again, if you want to get into the podcast, there you go. You can clap. That's cool too. Uh, check us out, Birds All Day, on iTunes or on Stitcher or on AndrewStoughton.com. Uh, my name is Drew Ferris. This is Andrew Stoughton. Thank you very much.